Hi everyone, it's Maria Recruit here from All Things Real Estate. And as you know, I've had this show now going on um, for a number of weeks. I've started this um, channel, Real Wealth Real Estate, and also the Real Estate Media News Network. If you look up above, that's our YouTube channel, Real Estate Media News Network. Please subscribe, like, and share, and help the algorithm because I've got wonderful speakers who come on board that talk about real estate and it's all things that we all need to know as real estate investors no one's trying to sell you anything but we want to share the information and today we're going to be talking to a real estate um, agent out of um, Winnipeg Manitoba Canada and she's an agent with the Keller Williams um, uh, services uh, real estate services and we're going to find out exactly what's going on in Winnipeg I mean I've I've interviewed someone from out east I've introduced uh, interviewed someone from British Columbia but I've never in interviewed anyone from Winnipeg and that's my hometown so it's really close to me and and it's Mary Stallwood who's going to be on the show with me today and she was just saying how cold it is over there and uh, I moved out of Winnipeg because it was so cold and decided to come to the Niagara region. And believe it or not, she was saying it's cold there, but over here I still have tomatoes in the garden. <laughs> I'm still growing tomatoes in the garden. They're still turning red. Hi, Mary. Welcome to Hi. my show. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Very well, very well. And, you know, we had a little bit of a chat about the landlord and tenant board laws, that they're easier. And that's, I would say that's the first thing we should be talking about. So tell us the difference, because I know you're planning on coming to Ontario, or you're originally from Ontario. If I got the I'm, story originally, I'm originally from Kingston, and my husband's from the Fond Hill. Okay, great. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about, so you've seen the differences between Ontario, uh, which I feel is a real mess, <laughs> and uh, Winnipeg. I knew my father had real estate there. He was able to get rid of people very quickly and easily. He had no problems at all, right? So can you tell us a little bit of an update about how that's going over there? So they just took off the COVID no, um, um, where you couldn't boot people out. They okay. just removed that, and currently there's between 5,700 and 7,500 families that are going to be evicted. Be evicted. Okay. All yeah. right. Where they're going to live, mm -hmm. I don't know, but they, they've started the process of evicting all these people now. Okay. Uh, it's it's going to be a real mess. There's already, we have a huge homeless population here, mm -hmm. as it is, mm -hmm. and um a lot of our First Nations people, when they come to the city, they end up on the street because there's just not enough enough places for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? The same thing's happening here in the Niagara region and in Toronto. They have tent cities. Yes, you know. here too. Yeah. Here too. I mean, like, and the government's not addressing these this pop this problem, and it's partly the the problem with the land and tenant board is because they allow tenants over here to live for a year or two years in a home and not paying rent. So, I mean, why would anyone in their right mind buy a property and rent it out unless you know for sure that they're going to be paid? So, if exactly. the government, if the government stopped doing that. And the land tenant board pulled up their socks then the small landlord like myself would welcome these people but the government has to guarantee that they pay the landlord and not the tenant because the tenant doesn't know anything about money a lot of times i'm not saying okay. yet. our eia system here which is our welfare system 
Mm -hmm. um, there's, it depends on the actual caseworker as to whether or not the check is released to the landlord. Okay. If it's a caseworker that believes that the, the um, tenant should be the one responsible, they will send the check to them. But I think around 90% of the time, the checks are automatically released to the landlord, mm -hmm. okay. so, which makes it a lot easier. During COVID, my husband had um, three buildings, and of the three buildings, we only had one person that was late once during COVID with their rent, and that's because they actually work. Everybody else is on the welfare system, EIA, so mm -hmm. the checks are automatically coming. So we didn't have, we only, that was the only problem we had during the whole COVID situation. I have a question for you because over here, if they go through the government system and they say they guarantee that the landlord gets the money, within a month or two, that tenant can tell the government agency, no, no, send it to me now. And then they end up not paying anything. So not here. that doesn't happen? No, if, if it's okay. set up right away that the landlord is getting the money, the tenant cannot change. And not change it. See, that's right. what's missing in Ontario. If if they did more like what Winnipeg is doing, that once it's set up, it cannot be reversed, then more people will welcome these people. You won't have homeless people on the streets. So the know? biggest problem here is convincing all the caseworkers that they need to be allowing the money to go directly to the landlord and not giving it to their clients to be yes. able to make to, to give them responsibility mm -hmm. uh, because there are the, there is the odd one that gets the money and we've had a situation where a couple moved in well they took a they took possession of a place came in picked up the deposit the check when the checks came in and then we never seen them again and and we never got any of the money and mm -hmm. then they filed a complaint against my husband saying that they had paid overpaid rent which we had never received were, yeah. they able to, were they able to trace it back to them? Uh, well, we ended up having to go through a court case with, with RTB to prove that we had never received the money because the people claimed that they had overpaid him rent. And so they wanted the, they wanted the rent money that my husband had never collected. Can you imagine? See the lying that goes on? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of it. You shouldn't even have had to go through the court system. No, there, he shouldn't have. No, you should, there should have been checks and balances. This is what I'm saying. The system is against the landlords. I mean, that's what we're feeling. We're just being booted by by the government by saying to the tenants, and this is what happened in Ontario, uh, Ford said, oh, you don't have to pay the rent if you don't want to, or you, you can't, you need to eat first. Well, the, what Ford should have done is sent the money directly to the landlord so you knew they had a place to stay. So instead, these people decided, oh, I don't have to pay now. They don't understand that that once we report them to equitable, you know, um, Equifax, they won't be able to be able to get even a cell phone anymore. And I'm telling all the landlords in Ontario to do that. You know, there are agencies that I'm happy to release that information to that you can report these people on Equifax and you they will never see the money. And, right. and you know, never be able to get any type of credit until they start paying back. Because if the government's not going to take responsibility, then we have to do it a different way because it's unfair. Like there's millions of dollars owing the landlords in Ontario, Mary. It's a really sorry state of affairs. And well, we I'm, I'm sure it's the same right across the country. Uh, every province seems to have their issue. Mm -hmm. um, here, though, in Manitoba, if we have somebody, we have until the fourth of the month, I think it is either the fourth or the fifth. If they haven't paid their rent, then you can start the eviction process. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it could end up taking two to three months to get them out, but at mm-hmm. least you can start the eviction process within four days. Okay, so for in Ontario, there's people living for a year and they won't get evicted. And then what happens is the, the, the tenants play the game that they don't show up to the hearings even on, because now they're doing the hearings via computer and they decide not to show up, so you have to start all over again. Like right. it's a game and they allow them to get away with it. That's the problem. If you didn't allow people to get away with it, and, and the people weren't able to game the system because that's what it is. They're gaming the system. Then they would behave themselves, but they're allowed to game the systems. So, so there's so many landlords, they're going to go into foreclosure. If it wasn't, you know, um, that, that the banks were kind enough to d- defer the mortgage payments, we would be losing so much more property than we are now. So much more. Well, and, and with the deferrals, they weren't always the best idea either for the landlords because of the, the repercussions on their credit for having the referrals. Well, I'm hoping that they're not, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I would advocate for that. There should be groups going out and advocating that it's not the fault of the landlord that the tenant decides not to pay, go after the government for the money. That's what I like to see is the government stand up and pay the landlords. You yeah, know? Understood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah understood. If you're telling us that we can't evict and you don't even have the land and tenant board in person. They do it over the computer. And I understand that system is not the best system. There's too much noise in the background, which I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I just don't understand this system at all. I just don't. It's beyond my understanding. We're in the 21st century. We have everything available to us. Why isn't the government using the resources we have? Now, have you had the landlord tenant board open during this time, or was it done online like they're doing it here? Or what happened? Most, most of it, you could. There was a couple people in the office, but most of it, and most of it was being done over the phone. You could not go to the yeah. office. Yeah. So it was done over the phone then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you know what? The last time I had to go to the land and tenant board, it was done over the phone. It was, it was very effective. I actually just went to my paralegal's office, sat there and, and then the adjudicator come on board. And of course the tenant didn't show up right on the phone. So I won the case, but well, it's just. Here during COVID, there's been no cases tried. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the same thing in Ontario. Yeah. It's the same right. thing. So now that we're starting, if you have, um, uh, a case where you're trying to remove somebody. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a property manager today and he had to do it by Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And he was able to get the eviction notice? I'm not sure if he got the eviction notice or whether he was just starting the process. Okay, okay, all right. So here where they are, they started in um, uh, July, um, you know, sitting down, uh, you know, via, I don't know what it is, a Zoom call, whatever it is. I don't know what system they're using, but uh, they started the eviction. But there's actually groups out of Toronto, these big apartment buildings that that uh, say, we don't want to get evicted. And guess what? The sheriff walks away. He's not evicting them. It was rescinded. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Well, here, you could not put anybody out during COVID. Well, you over could here not- too. You could yeah. not even apply for it. Uh, RTB was yeah. not dealing with it. And, and it just. Yeah. Same thing here. Same thing here. But I mean, it may take another six months to a year to, to evict the tenant if they start, if the tenant starts playing games. So right. it's in Winnipeg, that's not happening. The games. Well, that- I, I, there are some times we have um, Tennessee laws here that if you're in a property, say you're in a property for five years and they decide they're going to rehab it. 
mm-hmm. then once that rehab is done, you have to offer it back to mm-hmm. that same yeah. for like the same length, same yeah. length of time. Yeah. So I, I've been involved where Terry and I were doing a condo conversion and there was a guy living in one of the units and they had sold the unit. And try as they might for for three and a half years, they never got him out, and he ended up buying the unit. Well, he did. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, only only because he came into a windfall that he wasn't expecting from the first. Yeah. At first, but that windfall eventually got got it so that he could he could purchase. That was very smart on his part, and I hope the landlord charged him all the money that was owed that time. I would have done it that way. Yeah, well, he he kept paying his rent, and the thing is, a lot of these people don't understand, you have to keep paying the rent if you want RTB to be on your side. Yes, of course, of course. So what does RTB stand for? Residential Tenancy Bureau. Oh, okay, okay, so you call it that there. We call the landlord and tenant... um, uh, tenant Act and uh, the board that meets, right? And then right. we have the Residential Tenancy Act, right? Yes, Residential Tenancy <laughs> Bureau, yeah. To go by. So it's really tough. So tell me how it's going there with the real estate. Like, is it going crazy like over here or what's up? It's it's crazy, yes. Um, I'm going to, I brought up while I was waiting for you to come on here, mm-hmm. I brought up the August report. September hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. just at the end of September, but in August, uh, our MLS activity was registering 1,845 sales of single-family homes, well, single-family condominium and attached homes, mm-hmm. and that is up 28% from August of 2019. Yes, sure. sure so that's, that's, like, that's almost 400, 400 houses more than mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. Plus the values have gone up and out of those 1800 homes, probably six to 700 of them went into bidding war situations. Okay. And and how so, much, well, how much above the price are they bidding for? You know what? Some of them, we had one house, there was like 85 showings, 36 offers and sold for 90,000 over ask. Okay. Like okay. that is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. We have a very we have a very small community here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is if if somebody sells a house for that and they've got to come up with that difference, it's it's just it's a it boggles my mind how they would get away with purchasing mm-hmm. that high. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, I mean they're the gonna bank- have to have the cash. Yeah, and also the appraisal has to come in at that, right? Right. Well, the appraisal appraisal comes in and say the appraisal's $30,000 short, well, then they've got to pump up that extra $30,000 as part of their down payment. So it's tough. Our biggest struggle has been new listings. People, um, when COVID hit, a lot of people withdrew their properties off of the MLS. They didn't want people coming in. So Mm -hmm. we're down quite a bit um, a result the current inventory is 4232 houses down 30 percent from last year mm-hmm. so that's, that's a fair amount of houses and I've got clients right now that I'm working with um, that we're really struggling trying to find them a house because every time you go to look at a house it's already mm-hmm. sold or mm-hmm. it's bidding more 
Yeah, I remember when I first bought my first house in the Niagara region, Mary, and I was at the top of the market in 1988. That's when I bought my first house. <clears throat> and that was at the top of the market. Not that I understood what it was, but I remember for almost two years, I was bidding on houses, excuse me, <clears throat> and there were multiple offers and I lost out on it. The last right. one we got, the only reason I was able to get it was because it hadn't even hit the market. And my father knew the real estate agent who hadn't even listed it yet, right? right. So that's why I was able to purchase it. But so in 1988, it was at the top of the market. And then after that, it fell. It fell. And it was low for many, many years after that. And then it started to climb a little bit in 2000. So I don't know about in Winnipeg, how it goes, or or when was the last time you, you saw this type of activity, Mary? I've never seen this type of activity. Winnipeg is a very steady market and it's yes. a very steady upcline, one, two yes. percent every year. Mm -hmm. So right now our average home price is three hundred and forty nine thousand two hundred and forty seven dollars and the average square foot is thirteen hundred and ninety six. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, I have a Sorry. No. Okay. I was going to ask. Okay, that's Winnipeg. But what about all of Manitoba? Are you seeing all these bidding wars going all over Manitoba? Not, no, not mostly just in Winnipeg. Uh, we still have houses here in the outer regions. I just sold a really cute house in Snow River. I think it was mm -hmm. uh, a thousand square foot bungalow with a full basement, unfinished, and a and a single car garage on a nice corner lot. $49,000. Oh my God. <laughs> That's just like out East. They do that, yeah. right? Out East, you yeah. can get that price. Well, the, the young man that just bought this place, if he spends $5,000, $10,000 to fix it up, he probably will be able to triple the amount he can ask for the house mm -hmm. within. Once he fixes it within a yep. year, would you say? Would you say yep. within a year? Okay. So I have a question for you. The, you know, this house that you buy for $49,000 in Snow River, mm -hmm. I don't know where that is, but quite frankly, um, is it a good rental? Uh, can you get good yes. rental income there? Yes. You're still getting, you're still getting uh, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month for something you paid four hundred and for or $49,000 for. So there's still a demand for rentals then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still, a, and there's going to be a higher demand. Um, I was over by the auction house the other day, mm -hmm. and the the uh, foreclosures have started coming out. And they have. now these people would these people would already have been in the foreclosure process before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So they there's probably two or three months worth of inventory behind. They've got to try and get caught up before the new foreclosures start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how many foreclosures did you, did you notice at this time, Mary? Well, when I seen the sheet, they had, I think they had the month of September up and there was close to 30 of them at that time. Now that wouldn't be just Winnipeg and that's not mm -hmm. the only uh, auction house. Mm -hmm. There is three three of them here. This okay. auction house I've been to quite often. I know, I know quite a bit about going there, mm -hmm. but uh, you can buy, if, you, if you're looking for the right house, sometimes that right house in the right neighborhood will come up and they only owe $100,000 that they just can't get that money. And that's mm -hmm. that's when actually my husband and I try and do things to help people refinance uh, or help them find a, a, an investor that'll buy the house and do a rent to own back to them and stuff like that. Sure. We, we try and do that before we would go to auction and buy it. 
Mm -hmm. and, and that's in fact that's how I touch base with you on Facebook is because you were talking about the house and yeah. you wanted me to take over and they had really you had really good tenants there. That's how yes. you and I started the conversation. So I, you and I touched base about two years ago and then we lost sight, of course. Well, and that was what we were down. We were spending more time down there yeah. at that time. Yes. But yes. since then, things have changed. A lot of stuff has changed, and now COVID, not being able to travel, yes. we can go as yes. far east as Terrace Bay. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have, and we don't have to uh, isolate. But if we go any farther east, then we have to isolate for two weeks down and two weeks back. Yeah. So, so my understanding, and maybe not not many people understand this. So when you when you cross over the the uh, the border between uh, Manitoba and Ontario, you have to you have to go into quarantine, don't you? For two. For two um, not not if you're going into the Kenora region. It's okay. once we pass once we pass Terrace Bay. Okay. Okay. I never heard of that. Yeah, we're, Terrace is up. Terrace is up between um, between Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie. That's high up. We used to travel. Yeah. We used to travel in the summertime with my parents. You know, we love. I loved Kenora. I love going over that big bridge and you're seeing all the wood underneath there, right? Yes. Uh, yeah from the forestry and and we used to, I used to get such a thrill so we would we would be camping on West Hawk Lake then we oh. would <laughs> yeah I love that I love that area I mean yeah, I mean my whole life I, I we were going there and picking blueberries right you know where that right. is and then we go past Kenora then we would even start to camp on the other side and then sometimes we made all the way down to Toronto because my parents had friends here and then we would go back up that was a long trip beautiful scenery I remember yeah, that yeah that, that southern that southern route to go to southern Ontario is, is gorgeous yeah. I know the trip every time I know I know you'll have to come back Mary <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting for COVID to get over we've got a 90 91 year old mom down there that we want to go and see so yeah, yeah, we have to get we have to get together for coffee when you come down here. Certainly. When when it's good for both of us because quite frankly, I haven't met anyone or even gone to any restaurants since COVID hit. I mean, I may go to a store, but briefly with a mask, glasses, and gloves, right, leather gloves. But other than that, everything I do is online now. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, we are, are we had opened up again already. Um, um, our office just closed the doors to the public again on Monday. They've restricted us back down to 10 people in space. Um, and I, I don't think they're affecting the restaurants this time because right now it's six, six uh, or two meters in between everybody, even in the restaurants. And they're putting up plastic shields in between booths and stuff like that. So it's not affecting the restaurants as badly as it did the first time. Yeah, it's terrible. Do you but know now we're, man we're mandatory into face masks if you go outside? Yes, over here too. Over here too, right? Inside, yeah. outside, we have to wear masks uh, and you can't get into buildings, which is the right thing to do. We must stop this. I mean, we've reached record numbers in Ontario. We were doing so well. And then school opened up and everything started. And then people started to get lazy and complacent and they start to meet. And of course, it spreads that way, right? Right. But I'm Senior, I don't want to get sick. I mean, it's a dangerous, dangerous, uh, uh, you know, um, pneumonia to get. You know, you may never come out of it or you may have dead brain damage. I mean, I don't want any of that to happen. Right. So I'm right. just doing 
everything online. And you know what? I've been I've been house shopping myself, and I just I just go on my Sunday drives are when I'm you know uh, driving for dollars, right? So I'm driving all over, just enjoying the sunshine. I don't enter the house. I look from the outside, then I call up the agent, and they send me the listings. So I look at it that way. And you know, I love the fact that we have all the photos or even a video. When they started doing that a number of years ago, because it wasn't that way years ago, as you know. But when they started doing that, I said to my real estate agent at that time, you know what, you guys as real estate agents have to um, beef up your game because we can go and shop online now looking at it. All we need you to do is open up the doors for us to look at it. Then we can come back and make an offer if we want to. So it's right. not quite the same. I remember going with my um, real estate agent, Doreen Iba, which I love dearly. And she was my agent for 20 years. Uh, we would go together, right? Or meet there. A lot of time spent. This way, even for the real estate agent, it becomes so much easier because, you know, when somebody calls you, I mean, uh, you know, an invest, I'm talking about a real estate investor, then, you know, they're really interested because they've looked at it already. They'll ask you the questions and you show them like in Ontario, they've been buying without even going in until the very end. Mary, they put in offers, you know, I don't know if they're doing it over there or not. Actually, I just went and had an offer signed. Mm -hmm. Um Right here. My buyer has never even seen the house. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> we did uh it's it's a triplex. Mm -hmm. We got that we got it at a decent price. He's gonna make mm -hmm. some money. We did everything on DocuSign yeah. this morning. Yeah. And exactly. I went out and got the signatures from the sellers this morning. I traveled to go and get them. And See? we're gonna close on October the or November the eighteenth. And he he's only ever seen pictures. Yeah, I know. But and that, I had I have that trust with people. I have a lot of out of province people that I work with. Good. Um, and they buy through me and I set them up. I, I give them lawyers to choose from. I give them uh property managers to choose from. I, I only have specific ones that I'll work with. Mm -hmm. I have home inspectors. My husband, even though he's a real estate investor, is also a red seal carpenter. Okay. So if, if they are from out of province and they need something done, I'll have them contact him to see if he can get it done for them. So we look after doing that type of thing as well. So do you do property management also, Mary? No, realtors here cannot do property management. They have to be a licensed property manager. Okay. And okay. you know what? I hate I hate tenants. <laughs> yeah. She's okay. You just you know what? Make that out. <laughs> Listen, not everyone is meant for that, right? I do no, like. I'm, I'm definitely not. My husband has had 21 doors. We we've sold seven, and yeah. we're actually trying to sell everything right now because he just turned 71, and yeah. he's decided enough is enough. Yeah. But he's still going to do stuff with other people, help them do rentals and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. But I can't do the tenant thing. I no. just. Yeah, not everyone can. I only do it for my own properties, and and right. I and I go through a real hard process for them to sign up with me. Not just anybody can come, right? So right. I mean, I have my avatar. You know, you have to have your avatar. But that's that's a that's um, a discussion for another time. So Mary, how can people get in touch with you? So they can follow me on Facebook at my. I have a Facebook page called yep. Ask a Local Realtor for Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I have my Mary Stallwood Realtor for Keller Williams on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. My email is mary.stallwood at kw.com. And my phone number is 
Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary, for being my guest. I mean, I'm so happy I finally found someone I can go to for updates about what's happening in Winnipeg. And and what I like about the fact about you and your husband is that you're not just an agent, you're investors also. Yes. And you've it's a long time. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people with long-term experience that is that have seen the market go up and down like I have for 20 years now. I've seen that market go up and down. I've also seen the economy go up and down, you know, even as a, as a business person, not even a real estate investor. And you need that background now to become efficient. I, I'm almost, almost looking at real estate now, almost like the stock market. You have, you have to put your bets now. And, and you know what? I mean, it was never like that, but now, because there are so many people chasing the same house, you have to know and understand what's what's going on right now, Mary. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yes, yeah, so you do. And you know what? Um, my husband, being that he is an investor, he was flipping in Winnipeg back mm -hmm. in the 80s and 90s. So okay. his knowledge of, of the city is yes. amazing. And his knowledge of what needs to be done when it comes to a flip to be able to get the best bang mm -hmm. for the buck. He's mm -hmm. taught me so much. Yeah. Uh, it codes and, and everything so it, it really helped a lot to to, to expand my career and mm -hmm. that's why I don't normally work in the single family home market because my knowledge is with investment property yes yes per well you're perfect so everyone if you want to know more about Winnipeg or you want to start investing in $49,000 properties which looks very enticing to me Mary I'm going to give you a call about that okay <laughs> you know what this is the way where you can double or triple your money within two or three years, right? You don't have to worry about Ontario, which is way out. I mean, like it's crazy what's going on here. So yes. um, especially for beginners and get in touch with Mary Stallwood. If you need to know how to get in touch with her, by all means, um, you know, call me up or find me on Facebook or you can find Mary Stallwood. Just going to put all her... Uh, her name right here you can see how she spells her name and and that's how i met her it's on, on on facebook that everyone has to be on social media now i mean that's that's a given but mary i want to thank you so much say hello to winnipeg and tell me what's the temperature over there right now <laughs> i don't know you're funny i just i just came back i just got back i just got back from getting some signatures and it was plus four and it's supposed to be minus seven tonight <laughs> The uh, the Facebook page ask a local realtor Winnipeg my that page it you will learn a lot about investing in Manitoba if you pay attention to that page yeah. you, okay. you can join you can join okay thank you thank you so much Mary I want to say goodbye and and uh, all the best to you and your husband and we'll have you back again okay thank you. okay thank you thank you bye bye Mary bye bye. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone, I want to thank Mary very much for being my guest from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And that's my hometown. I have, you know, I, I loved living in Winnipeg. Um, there was so much culture there. People were so friendly. And, uh, you know, I love the arts and, you know, had the Winnipeg Ballet. You had uh, the theater center there. They had the opera house. They had so much culture there. And that's the one thing for me, because I was studying music at that time and going to Europe to study music. That's my background. But um, I want to thank Mary Stallwood for being my guest today. And uh, so listen, guys, I send you all my best. Uh, keep happy investing in real estate. And look, watch out for my other shows. Take care for now. Maria Recruit, all things real estate. And uh, we'll see you on YouTube. Take care. Bye-bye now. Ciao.